Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Hello and welcome to Real Estate 360. This is the Real Estate 360 show and realestate360show.com.com. And this is Steve Connolly, hashtag unemployable. And this is Mr. Jason O. Miles, not with an apostrophe, but with a period. Hashtag the real estate trainer. And listen, yes, you can go to the website. We like it when people go to the website. We, you know, we've had a little bit of traffic come through the website. Thank you for uh, engaging with us. But make sure, oh, it's the real 80s thing going on over here with the glasses. <laughs> but make sure that you're engaging with us as well on iTunes, on, on Spotify, on, on Google Play, on YouTube, Real Estate 360 Show on all of those platforms, uh, and tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Look, we really enjoy when we get feedback from people that are listening to the podcast or watching the show to check out what Antic Steve is going to do this week or next (laughs) or previous weeks. And, you know, we we just want to encourage you guys to do that. And if you have questions or specific things that you want to hear about, we want to hear what you want to hear about so that we can give you that information on a regular basis, okay? Listen, I, I had to put my, one of my sunglasses on today because I'm sitting here with this star here, and it's so bright. That, <laughs> well, well, you know, the lights are bright, yes. Yeah, no, I'm talking <laughs> about you. And, uh, you know, my hair's blown back, and so I had to get these glasses on so I could, you know, see. Oh. And so now that his head is so large, he'll never get out the oh. door. Oh, um, Murgatroyd. We have a, um, a, you know, a seminar coming up in December. Um and we'll talk more about that. But yeah. he was just, he, Jason O'Miles, was just talking about, you know, getting in touch with us. And the seminar is a great way to do that because guess Absolutely. what? We're there, and you can ask all your questions about real estate that you might want. And, you know, I really hesitate to even call it a seminar. It's really not a seminar. You know, it's more of this Q&A session kind yeah. of thing, you know. We get a lot of people on many different levels of their real estate investment life. You know, we've got people that are just starting out and haven't done anything but have the desire. Yeah. And we've got people that come through with, you know. 10, 12 properties paid in full. Exactly. Multiple million dollars. Trying to figure out what portfolios. to do next. Absolutely. How yeah. do they scale up? How do they level up? And, and you know, that's what it takes. That's what you have to do. You have to put yourself in the places to get ahead, to network, because that's what this is. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I mean, a lot of people that come to these events, well, everyone actually that comes to the event is looking for ways to do whatever it is they're doing better. Of course. You know, it doesn't matter what level uh, they're on. We do like very specific questions. We do like when people come in with a challenge that maybe for us, you know, it's, you know, something we've already done. It's, yeah, it's obvious. That the answer is obvious to us. Right. But Sometimes. we've been there. Yeah. And at, at one point we had that hurdle to, uh, to overcome. We had that obstacle. And we had to reach out to the people that we look up to for, you know, the, the, the next level, what's next, how do we level up? How do, what, what do we need to do to create an experience that we can share for other people or with other people? And, you know, that's, um, kind of brings us to the topic of the show today, which is being thankful. Absolutely. Uh, for everything that shows up and, um, you know, this is, we're doing this show. It's going to be airing right before the, uh, Thanksgiving holidays. So guess what? We want to be thankful and grateful for all that we have and all that we've experienced. Uh, That's right. I mean, you know, the good and the bad. I mean, everyone always gets down 
when it's bad, right? But There's no bad. There is no bad. There only is. There's only perspective <laughs> of what we think is bad. That's right. And, um, and I'm glad you said that because, you know, this is a fear-based business. Mm. You know, people get to the point. They get a point, and then they get to a, a, a basically a place of fear, and they're not really sure which way to go. So fear holds them back to move on to the next thing. Well, let me and, ask you something, Steve. Yes. Are you ever fearful? Do you ever have a day when you wake up with maybe a little self-doubt or just uncertainty? I mean, even now, do you ever have those days? Of course. And we all have them then, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I so mean, there's nothing wrong yeah. with having a bad day. Not at all. As a matter of fact, it's not. It's really a good thing. I mean, I was, you know, this past weekend, not this weekend, I think maybe the next, previous weekend, Hey, no, it was this past weekend. You know, I made a bad call, and, and and it resulted in something that might be negative. It sure looked negative, and I was feeling pretty low. Uh, so, you know, I, I kind of just stopped doing everything, and then I started just watching the reflections that were coming back to me and, and other people, you know. Yeah. Because it's, it's just reflections of ourselves that show up, and I'm thinking, hmm. Okay, I need to eat some humble pie here. You know? <laughs> and so you called me, and you and I said, "Listen, you may not be able to understand me too yeah. much because my my mouth is full of <laughs> humble pie." And uh, so you know, I chilled out you know a lot this past weekend, and I made some attitude adjustments. Mm. You know, I think that's necessary all the time. You know, I was reading a book, <clears throat> and. Uh, it, can't remember the name of it right offhand because I'm thinking faster than I can speak. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> the author of the book is uh, or was an instructor at uh, Georgia State. And this book, in this book, he had interviewed, if you will, uh, 700 and some odd. It's actually 777 millionaires. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that was one of the questions that he had for them. You know, how, how do you have these kind of days? And if you do have them, how do you deal with them? How long does it last for you? Mm. You know, and one thing that they all had in common was, yes, we have these days when we have the self-doubt. Yes, what you see on the outside doesn't really matter. We're winning, but we're playing on another level as well, right? right. So it, it's all relative. You know, you may drive a 12-year-old Camry, I may drive a brand new Bentley, but a lot of the people that are wealthy, they call them the the uh, balance sheet wealthy people. Yes. You know, they're just like most people, and they're one deal away from, you know, not having the Bentley, not having the big house. You know, if one thing goes awry yeah. in their business, you know, it's a, it's a house of cards in a lot of cases. But that's one of the things that we have tried to avoid in terms of how we leverage Mm-hmm. As real estate investors, we saw what that leverage does, uh, have done to people in the past, had done to an entire industry, uh, the world, actually, in the past by over-leveraging, right? Exactly. And just really just being greedy because you could. Sure. Right? But now, you know, most of us that have stayed inside this industry have said, okay, listen, we know how we need to leverage this thing out. Or more importantly, we know what we do not need to do. And we're, we're thankful for being back. I know I am because, listen, I, I was devastated financially, personally, through the crash. Mm. I don't know about you. 
Oh yeah, but uh, it was it was a long, long way back. And but we did it, and we're thankful for having. I know I am. I wake up every day thankful because yes, listen, every day thankful. is the best day of my life. Whenever it's good, of course. Whenever it's bad, absolute. Because that's what we learn from. We learn from the good. We learn from the bad. You know, I watch these shows, and and I've, I've experienced I experienced the same thing you did. I was totally wiped out. You know, yeah. with that little. Uh, Let's call it, you know, downturn in the economy. Yeah. Little <laughs> snafu. Yeah, it wiped me out. And uh, and but you know, I've I've been there before. Yeah, you know, and I I looked at that and I said, this this sucks, you know. But at the same time, I was saying, this is fantastic. Yeah, and you know why? That's an opportunity. Because I was out of my mind. <laughs> no, no, that's not the reason. No, I said it was fantastic because, you know, like I said, I've been there before a couple of times where I had, you know, lost everything. And I said, this is really great because, you know, I've only lost the material things. Right. What I have in here in my mind is way bigger now than it was before this happened. Mm -hmm. And and my past experience has shown me that anytime I lose everything, the next thing that happens is I start again, and I make two, three, four, five times more than I've ever made before. May I say something about that? You sure. There are several million people, a large percentage of the entrepreneurial population, who have very similar stories. Uh, and at some point, at the end of that story, you're like, you know, I have become a master at the comeback. <laughs> right. right. I don't want to play that game anymore. I don't want to come back anymore. The comeback game is just kind of, even though you know how to do it, and that's a blessing, that's a, that's a positive because you have that information, you've got more experiences to take you on to the next. But you know what? Yeah. I don't want to have to play the comeback game. No one wants to do it, first of all, right? I mean, it's, it's a circumstance. It's a thing that happens. But it also puts you in another mindset, which some people, you know, kind of look down on, and that's, you know, how do we, how do we play it a little safer moving forward? No right? kidding. You know what I yeah. mean? How do we do that? How do we... How do we be aggressive on the front end, but take some of the profits from that aggression? And this kinda... is this is why you're my brother from another mother, uh, <laughs> because I have the exact same thoughts. You know, yeah, it's really sucks and is really great right. to, to be broke, <laughs> right. but let's not do that again. No, no. Let's just kind of you know <laughs> let's build it and you know how how they do the charts, you know, where it just kind of goes up on a steady basis. That's right. Basis. That's right. I'm okay with that. You know? That's right. I don't need to lose everything again. And a lot of that is what we're doing today, you know, yeah. and some of the shifts that we've made in our current business, our current business model, and being aggressive, teaching people how to be aggressive, but also saying, hey, listen, here are some other options. And I think that we should touch on some of those options that we have so much to be thankful for yeah. after the break. Let's do that. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833willbuy. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. And we are back. We are back from the wonderful break. Got to, you know, got to keep it going. Got to do the sponsor thing. It is what it is. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I had to go to my 
high intensity, you know, sunglasses here. You feel the need for speed. Yes, I do, man. <laughs> I feel so, yeah. the need for speed. Oh, well, let's let's touch on this fear thing. You want to talk more about, uh, you know, making it easy and smooth in terms of, you know, consistent growth instead of I mean, up and all, down. We all know? want to make it easy and smooth. But, <laughs> That's you know, right. I mean, the, the simple fact of the matter is there's always a little turbulence along the way. But I think for us, it's really about saying, okay, here's what we know how to do really, really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, we know these other people that know how to do these other things really, really well. So let's leverage that relationship to level all of us up a little bit. Right. And in doing that over the past several years, we've seen – Exponential growth in our business. Our business looks totally different than it did two and a half years ago. Absolutely. You know, we were doing one thing. Now we're doing eight. Yeah. (laughs) Or think. I think it's eight. I don't know. And it's all about just scaling, putting the right people in place and going from there. But that's a a further one. When we're we're getting out, when we were getting to the point where we knew we needed to do some things. Mm Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, what was that? And we had, there was a little discord between the two of us about what that was going to be or how that was going to look. What was that? I, can't I wanted to immediately uh, go and buy multifamily. You're right. <laughs> that, there was a, it was like, you know, I just didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, but yeah. then, you know, you watched for a little while and said, hey, these numbers actually make sense. Yeah. And they do, right? I mean, that's a whole big, long conversation that we would love to get into. Well, one and, fell in my lap, and I said, holy crap, you yeah. know. And that was just wholesaling. Yeah, I just flipped one, you know. So, oh, multifamily. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and even not only the, with that, we had to learn how to uh, uh, deal with our tax liabilities and right. what we need to do to grow our businesses so that we don't have certain liabilities moving forward. And it forces you to grow. You know, it really does force you to grow because you can't keep doing the exact same things over and over and over you and can, over again. Well, but you can, but you, you can't expect to have any real growth. But why do people get on roller coasters, you know? You know, because they're thrilling. Because they go up and they go down and they're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's because there's the fear there, yeah. you know, the, you know, that's what we're all looking for in life, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. It's but, not. Let's live happily ever after. But people in life, it's yeah. a great, here's the roller coaster analogy was great. In life, yeah. people do it the opposite, though. When you're on a roller coaster, it's the anticipation that drives you going up. Right. Right? For most people, that's in real life, not on a roller coaster, that's the fear. Going up is the fear. That's true. Coming down, they, they are anticipating going down. See, us, as people that are moving forward, we don't want to go down. That's the fearful part. Right. There's nothing to anticipate about that. You know <laughs> no. what I'm saying? I'm Except so, we're hitting the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but the, that's for sure. But, I mean, it's just the opposite in life. And I think that for most people, and I think that, you know, it's it's a shift in the way we think, in the way we see things that changes everything it does. About, about our lives. And stepping out into the fear, if you will, is where all of the resources are. So, you know, if we step out and we mm-hmm. put something under contract and we're thinking, okay, wonder how the heck we're going to buy this mm-hmm. or fund it or, or what are we, how are we going to do it? But, you know, you, you have to take that step in order for the resources to start flowing. Can I share a story, a personal story? So, well, yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and this is, it's fear, but it's also facing that fear. Mm. 
when after the crash, when I knew I had to get started, I had nothing, you know, and I'd, I'd gone through. Wait a, a minute. You said you had three hundred dollars. Yeah, I had three hundred dollars, and right. I had my three children, and I had a two thousand one Saturn. I don't even know what it's called. Is it the Psi or is it S C I? I don't even know what it is. It's, oh. All I know is it's a. It was a little. Two is that door. that two store two two seater? Yeah, Sky. Yeah. SKY? SK SCI or oh. I think that's what it was. And a two seater. Uh and it <clears throat> I bought it in the fall, well in the late, late fall, so it was cold outside. And as it got warmer, when we hit the spring, I couldn't really drive it that far because it would overheat the cold weather. <laughs> oh, but no. I didn't even know there was a problem. But that's a whole other thing, right? But that's what I had. Mm. And I was that's the car. What a beauty. <laughs> uh, uh, the producer just uh, pulled up the car, and it is it is it is a sight. Uh, it is a sight, and there were four of us. And if you if you've seen me, if you haven't seen me, go to YouTube. You'll see my girth. I'm a big fellow, and uh, so it's me and my three children squeezing into this little tiny car. Wow! And we would go out and just knock on doors some days, and I had to make it happen, but. You know, my relationship was going in the toilet because I was unwilling to go get a job. I wanted to create right. a lifestyle. And the only way to do that is to is to actually step out there and do it. So my relationship was going in the toilet. Um, I didn't have any money. I didn't know where I was going to live. That $300 was it. It was all I had. Right. And I had to make a deal. I had to make a deal. And the only thing I had other than that $300 was the knowledge of how to do it and the willingness to step out there and do it. Right. But, and we go back and forth, I tell this story all the time about how I turned that one deal and that little bit of money into 6000 and then it turned into 18000 because I was able to market and so on and so forth. But the real story there is the willingness to step out there and do it in the first place. Because a lot of people say, you know what, I, I got to make sure that I've got that $500, $600, $700 a week coming in to pay for this, but then you get stuck into that lifestyle and you can never really get out of it. I mean, you can, but then it, it will still require you to step out on faith. People it, don't understand uh, that how difficult it is for us to go actually get a real, I'm, I'm holding up my fingers for you people who are listening for quotes, <laughs> a real job, you know, where yeah. they, you go in for a certain number of hours and they pay you a certain amount of money. So yeah. you know what the, you know what the thing is, you know what the income is. Mm -hmm. That's hard. That's right. Well, we have a, we have a client of ours who, um, <clears throat> he went to work Monday. Yeah. And got fired Monday afternoon because <laughs> what took him so long? He, he, <laughs> he is a, uh, he is a, a salesman. He's a commercial salesman for a, um, cellular company. Oh, and he made a deal with a company yeah. and did not take their phone. He left the phone that they were supposed to trade in, but it was like one of five or six phones, right? So he forgot the phone. He left this phone, but he didn't forget it. He left it so they could pull the data off the phone and he was going to go back and get it. They fired him seven years on the job. They fired him because he left that phone so that person could go get that data taken off of it. Wow. Totally unexpected. Now what's this guy to do? Now his, uh, his come plan to our B, seminar. Well, but we are we're already his plan B. You know, real oh, estate okay. is already his plan B. Right. So now it's I gotta hurry up, I gotta hurry up, I gotta hurry up where he was moving before, but he's like, you know, he's driving Taking in the school time. bus lane, you know, mm -hmm. twenty five miles an hour, a little bit here, 
a little bit. There's some information. I know you need all this, but here's this. I'll get you the rest in a few days. So now it's, here's everything you need. I got to hurry up and make something happen. But it's being able to operate with that level of, what's the word I'm looking for? That level of uh, excitement, that level of, yeah, I know. It's, I, I got to do it, whatever that word is. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, I have to do it. That's, urgency. The, the, the urgency is there now. Absolutely. Yeah. He's operating with a level of urgency that he hasn't known in at least seven years. So He doesn't know what urgency is. I mean, so what? He's He's been getting a good paycheck. Right, and, right. Uh, he's, he's not down to his last 300 bucks. No, he's absolutely not down know. to his last 300 bucks. <laughs> you know, but for, again, a lot of people, you know, they have marriages. You know, there's these two income homes that they need those two incomes because they bought their houses yeah. with, with two incomes in mind, their cars, with the lifestyle they live period is with two incomes in mind. And when that gets cut in half or whatever that proportion actually is, you know, it, it really does affect relationships in every possible way. Most relationships. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you have to act with a sense of urgency. If there's something you want to do, you got to do it. You know, just step out there and do it. Don't push it to the side. Don't, I mean, this is your life. And everything that you dream about when you go to sleep at night, when you're watching a show on television and you fantasize that that's the life you get to live too, why not go and just live it? I mean, it's not going to be easy. Oh, wait but, a minute. But, but what they're doing isn't easy. It is easy. <laughs> Tell See, me more. Well, it's easy to do that because um, what is the idea behind having a life like that? It's the feeling, right? Yeah. You get the feeling yeah. from having a life like that. Unfortunately, that's the backwards way to actually make it show up. If you just get the feeling, then you've actually accomplished what you wanted to begin with. Even though it's someone else's actual. Well, you still got the feeling. Hmm. And then what happens is because you've got a vibration of that feeling, then that, that lifestyle will just show up for you. So let me just make this clear. Yes. If I'm watching a movie yeah, and I'm seeing a guy sit on a beach sipping whatever he's sipping on and it makes me feel good, yeah, I'm going to leave that theater. Yeah. Feeling get good. The, feeling good. Don't get pissed off. I'm going to feel good. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to leave there feeling good. And then magically... I'm going to be on a beach sipping Mai Tais? Yes. I just have to keep feeling good. That's it. And I got to believe it's going to happen. That's right. And I have to take a little bit of action. Well, let's let's see. Maybe. You know, you might have to answer the phone or, you know, if somebody comes up to you and starts talking and, you you know, and they say, hey, why don't we go to this party or let's go to this meeting or something like that, then yes. Absolutely. You have to follow the breadcrumbs that are laid out for you. That's right. Because those things do happen. They do. I mean, just we talked about this before, but... I'm going to tell you a story when we come back from this break. I can't wait to hear it. Okay. Hi, this is Sammy with Sammy Hadid Real Estate, Keller Williams. Are you looking for a top producing agent who will look out for your best interests, top dollar on the sale of your home, a well-negotiated contract, an efficient closing? Please call me at 305-978-4249. I'm more than happy to set up a consultation. I'll put together a proposal for you to net top dollar for your home, what it is that I'm doing to get all my homes sold. Then you can decide what's best for you. Again, I'll do whatever it takes to get your home sold for top dollar. And I promise you that I will protect your equity with my life. 305-978-4249. Sammy Hadid, H-A-D-I-D. 
hey, uh, welcome back. <laughs> you welcome, know? welcome. Real Estate 360, you know, it's a real estate show that uh, tells you everything you ever wanted to know about real estate investing in 60 minutes. And we and we are very good at uh, saying a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we can say a lot. And so far, we haven't really talked about real estate, but we have. We have. Or have we? Because it's a mindset. Yes. Really, this is all about mindset. It's, it doesn't matter what you do. I mean, it's a mindset. You have to believe in it. You have to know that you got to step out there. But... When we were, just before the break, mm. you were telling us about a story that you wanted to tell us. You know, and some of the, uh, yes, thank you for that. In, in sales training that I've been through, you know, I've, I've had a number of uh, occupations over the, over the years. One of those was insurance salesman. And, um, and one of the training things was about this guy, and I think this might have actually come from Robert Allen, one of the things mm. I was listening to, about this guy who had to make his insurance sales quota by midnight of this day in order to whatever, reach some level and make a certain amount of money. So he's out there, he's working. Coffees for closers? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Glenn Gary. I know what you're talking about. So, yeah, but uh, so he's out there in this late at night, you know, it's like 10, 11 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. He's yeah. out trying to sell some insurance. And then he's walking around, he sees this light on uh, upstairs in an office. And the, there's a light on. So he goes up the stairs and knocks on the door. And the guy opens it. And he says, oh, well, yeah, I'm just working late. Which, what, what can I do? What can I help you with? He says, you wouldn't happen to need some insurance, would you? And the guy says, well, yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. Please come in. So here's what I want to illustrate by that. The story was for you me in this case and, and all the salespeople to get out there and knock on the doors of people who, you know, might need insurance. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. But what about the other side of that equation? What side is that? Well, the guy sitting in the office, mm. he's just sitting there and he said, I need some insurance to, in his mind, in his mind's eye. And he said, you know, I need some insurance. Mm -hmm. So he's just sitting there and this guy comes to him and knocks on the door. So wouldn't that be a frequency thing? Exactly. So they're lined up. And this guy over here is working his ass off all night, and this other guy's just sitting there mm. waiting for him to show up. Which would you rather be? I'd rather be the one out there. Well, okay. actually, I'd be the one I'd be the one putting out the signals because it's going to come. Exactly. Either come. way, I guess it's it's fine. Yeah. It's whatever you would prefer. Yeah. I kind of like to be the guy in the office, you know, yeah. putting the signal out waiting for these things to show up and and then most important, recognizing them when mm. they do mm. and being mm. grateful and thankful. Preach. Yes. Yes, because it's about recognizing, right? It is. Because, listen, people will always say, or you'll hear this a lot, you know, opportunity, one, once in a lifetime opportunity, once in a lifetime opportunity. <laughs> there is no such thing as a once in a lifetime opportunity. There is no such thing as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity because if you can recognize the opportunities that are presented to you on a daily basis yes, because it happens to you every single day, it's just you, you have to have the ability to recognize it. And a lot of times the things that you ask for are not presented to you in the way in which you asked for them. 90% of the time. No, 99% of the time. You, right. know, you can't recognize them. I, and and it's uh, really after a while, you kind of get good at it, right? 
He's yeah. good at it. And then there's those times like like we were talking about before the show where where you have this horrific week or this hor- horrible day. Yeah. But all that is, it's just full of opportunity. What that opportunity is, is totally up to you to decide. Truly. Exactly. You know, it could be, okay, this happened because I didn't do this, so I now know I need to do this to not have that happen again. Right? Right. And we just... It's just our ability to see it for what it is. And that will take us to other places that we couldn't even see ourselves going simply because we prepared ourselves to be ready for it. Uh, I, I couldn't have said that better. You know, maybe I should sign you up for my It's About Belief as a spokesperson. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you're, but let's stick with real you're estate. You're all too kind, sir. You're all too kind. <laughs> you know, but it's the same with real estate. And you said it when we started this. You know, sometimes we just step out there in faith. Yeah. We don't know where we're going to get the money to finance this deal from. We know we might not be able to close it, but we believe that we are going to find someone who is. By the you way, know? we're not <laughs> suggesting that you go stick your neck out and, and put down hard earnest money on these contracts without knowing what yeah. to do. Good disclaimer. Yes. And uh, yeah, uh, as a matter of fact, print, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot easier, really, and a lot more uh, confidence building to actually have money lined up when you write contracts and have the hard money guys lined up, have yourself approved for a line of credit, have your, um, HELOC lined up, your credit cards, you know, cash advances lined up and, and then, and then take the action. If that's what makes you feel comfortable and that's what your abilities are. If, if not do whatever makes you feel the most comfortable because everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own motivation and their own comfort level. So do what's good for you. That's for sure. I mean, you have to understand what your attributes are going Mm. into a thing, right? Mm. Because, yeah, I mean, because there's different schools of thought here, right? There's some people that say get the money first and then find the deal. And then there are people that say find the deal and then go get the money because the deal will bring the money. Just go find the deal. We say go find them both. <laughs> yeah, go, I mean, go, go uh, a, do it all at the it, same it's, time. It's just you got to keep it going. Yeah, you know, it's just it's not even juggling in, anymore. You know, it's just what you do. Right. But you you have to understand what your attributes are before you do anything. You're not going to go and apply for a loan if you know you're a 440 credit score, right? Unless unless you have a relationship with private money, which is a totally different thing, right? Right. Because now you're not going to put credit out there. It's deal driven. It's relationship driven. So you have to know what your attributes are. You know, you, you have to know. I have to know if I'm not good at talking to people. Yes. Right? And then I have to learn to communicate in a different way. So th- there's all kinds of different things. It's like certain people like, you know, exactly. When you're, go ahead. I didn't yeah, mean no, no, to no, interrupt no, Go ahead. Go ahead, please. Uh, so when I was eating my humble pie this weekend, you know, and watching television, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying not to do anything. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anybody because, you know, what you just said is uh, certain people, you got to talk to them in a certain way. Right. And I said, well, you know, I'm really not good at talking to these kinds of people, but I'm really good at talking to those kinds of people. Right. So that's when you have a partner and say, hey, hey, Miles, would you talk to those people? Yep. I can't talk to them. That's right. You know, and it happens all the time. Yeah. You know, we, we, in some cases, we can't even talk to some of the people that we need to talk to. No kidding. We I know to. who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but, and it's just a matter of at that point saying, okay, I just can't, you know, we got to move on. 
from this one. But and, and then I said, and then you know, I said, hey, I told you. <laughs> that's right. You're not going to be able to talk to him. I mean, even I can't talk to him. <laughs> and that's and that's what it is, you guys. I mean, if you're going to get involved in real estate, you have to learn what it is you want to do and where it is you want to go. Understand though that where you want to go today isn't necessarily where you'll wind up later. It's just not. Okay? I wanted to be a developer. All right. Come on <laughs> with it. <laughs> you guys, you got to go to YouTube, Real Estate 360 channel. And you have to see Mr. Unemployable over here. Hashtag unemployable. You got you to see it. It's this amazing is, what a pair of glasses will do to change your identity. You know? It is a spectacle. <gasps> uh-huh. Dad jokes, man. I'm full of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> a, a double entendre. How about that? <laughs> Everyone in the in our live studio audience is going, oh god! Yeah, they are. They're going. They're falling out of their chair. <laughs> Camera's going out of focus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have lost my train of thought. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I just, anyway. <laughs> Yes, go ahead, please, since, since maybe you picked yours up before I did. Just, just understand your attributes, guys. You know, understand where it is you want to go. I wanted to be a developer when it was all said and done. I wanted to build subdivisions. Now, yeah. I, so far from the things that I want to do, because I learned everything from, from the beginning. Nothing, I mean, when I was at nowhere, when I was at zero, I learned all this stuff. And I built some houses and bought some land and sold some land. We've done all those things. And I realized through that process that this isn't what I want to do. You got you to gotta leverage a ton of money to do it. Yes. You're, you're under, you've got to have these two, three, four year windows of market optimization. You have to understand where you're going to be. You have to buy today for worst case scenario, three or five years from now. And you have to have the cash to see you through it. That's right. So, and it wasn't the cash that put me out. It was the fact that it might take five years to make any, you know, any profit. Yeah. Right. And I didn't want to do that. You know, <laughs> no, you needed to, you know, leverage that $300 into a place to live. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I mean, but I had to understand what my tolerance levels were there. That's yeah. part of your attribute, right? Attributes. What is your tolerance level? It's, it's who you are. What's your personality? Yeah. My brother loves the rental property thing. I don't like it. And, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, we bought this. You found it. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of wrapped it up. We did yeah. this little, uh, t- you know, subject to property. This mm-hmm. fantastic deal, man. I tell you, it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, there's not very much equity there, but that doesn't matter. Because the cash flow far surpasses. I mean, we can have a, a 2% monthly yeah. um, uh, income from that. Exactly. Whatever. Yeah. And, you know, we, we stepped into it very, very little cash. And mm-hmm. now we have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. When I'm looking for properties, I want to see how many options we have available. Mm-hmm. And so with this one, you know, we can, we could lease option it to somebody. We could owner finance it to someone. Mm-hmm. We could rent it, mm-hmm. just fix it up a little bit and rent it. Mm-hmm. Or we could rent it as is. We could do an Airbnb with it. Mm-hmm. Um, we could move in it. Live there, you know. It is on two acres. It is. Yeah. It is on two acres. It's, yeah. So, so options, options, options. That's, right. that's what I it's like. Options. So, I, I, I'm grateful for options. Do you remember the contract we used to use back in the day? It was like five or six pages long, yeah. Yeah. and it had every possible option in, in terms <laughs> of 
what we could do, what we could do to buy it. Yeah, and we'd have to go through every single page to check off different things. Yeah, I'm so glad we don't use those anymore. You know, I, I am too. <laughs> but I, I will say that one of our uh, uh, mentor students, although he's he's a rock star in his own right, yeah, he brings a seven page contract to the table, which is I, I kind of like his his thinking on that. I like my one pages, but I see. You know, the value in a seven-page contract. No one's going to read it. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you put all the stuff that you want in there that is probably not that important to the buyer or the seller, but and they, it'll just confuse them. So you put that on page four and five, they're going to read page one and two. Well, let's take a break contract. real quick, Steve. Oh, we we're, take yeah, a break. We're, we're running up against that break there. And welcome back to Real Estate 360. I got, you know, I'm kind of retro right now. I think these are my 60s glasses. Hey, oh, by the way, this is Steve Conley, hashtag unemployable, and Jason O'Miles. Hashtag the real estate trader. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get enough of the of the glasses. I love the get-ups. You guys got to check it out. Listen, it is definitely a sight to see. Watch them. But, Steve. Yes. Here we are. We're at the end of the show. Right. We've got... A few minutes here, several few minute segments, actually, <laughs> to talk about what people need to do and to take action, you know, because we're at the end of the year now. Yeah. It's just before Thanksgiving. People are going to be wanting to do things. What do they need to do? Well, if, I mean, if they're listening to this, we know it's about real estate, right? Absolutely. Um, there's, you know, there's like a zillion things going through my head right now. I'm just trying to take the file cabinet, sort it out, and pull out the right folder, if yeah. you know what I mean, for a little visual. So uh, they can start looking at houses right away, mm-hmm. you know, and try to get a feel for what's going on. Look for the cheapest thing. Uh, certainly one of the things, and I'm throwing that out as a precursor, you know, so you can just start taking action so you can start getting the valuations uh, of real estate. That's what, I, that's what I did when I first started. Mm-hmm. I just stopped doing everything else, and I just looked at houses all day, every day, because I like doing that. And, you know, a good way to do that is to pick an area. You, know, yeah. you can go to Zillow. It's really easy, right? If you don't know anything about real estate, go to Zillow. And like you said, you know, look for the cheapest stuff. Go from zero to 60000 or zero to 50000 just to see if there's anything there. Zero to 100 Yeah, just to look. Yeah. Right? Just to see what that neighborhood is looking like. And then look at what that stuff looks like. If you're looking at something that's 89,000 and you see a lot of houses in that price range and they look like they're falling on in on themselves, mm-hmm. you know, that's probably the bottom in that area. Yeah. So now you want to start to see, okay, let's look from 150 to 300,000. Let's see what's selling in that area, but you can do it from home. You can do it from your cell phone. You can do it from your tablet. You can do it sitting at your desk and just, just do it. Pick a zip code, pick an area. You know, with Zillow, you can do the little circle thing right on there and decide where you want to be. Even if you don't know, just pick an area and just start looking. And, and look for those areas that have wide ranges of values. Mm. You know, so if you have a have a have some really, really cheap properties, you know, 30, 40, 50, and then you have some in the 150s and then you have some in the 300s and 400s, that's probably an area that you want to look at. Now, if you if you're in an area that everything is, you know, within four and six hundred thousand, or within two and three hundred thousand, in other words, a tight mm-hmm. 
value, you know, retail valuations, that may not be the area to That's right. where the opportunities are. That's right, because it's not it's not turning, it's not changing. Exactly. You know, and um, there are a lot of people that will, you know, there's different investment methods, right? Yes. So a lot of what we do, we we package our investment opportunities up for people that want to fix and flip on the retail side. But there's also the fix and hold on the rental side, because even though we don't like single family rentals, there are a lot of people that do. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, the, the cost that the cost sheets that we give people for the renovations are way more expensive than it would be for someone that is going to fix it, to rent it out because, you know, we're, oh, yeah. we're, we're going to do high end flooring. We're going to do high end cabinets. You know, we're going to do, stone instead of formica in the kitchen and all these different lighting upgrades, all these different things that cost a lot of money. Right. But if you take those things out, and I'm saying all this to say, if when you're looking at the, the area, you have to decide, is this a fix and flip for a retail area? Is this a big retail sale, selling area? Or is this a rental area? Are a lot of the houses over here for rent right now? And you have to match that with your own personal goals and, and objectives, do you want rental property to hold for a long time, or do you want the cash flow? Well, I mean, even as a wholesaler, yeah, right, right. So even as a wholesaler, when you're looking at that property, am I? Is it? Is this property best? Especially as a wholesaler, I guess. You. Yeah, just so as a how, wholesaler. How are we going to present that to our Potential buying buyers. audience? Right. Absolutely. Okay. How do we want to present it? Listen, I, speaking of, uh, you know, mindsets and personalities, I think I need for you to maybe take me, after the show, take me out in the hall and slap me around a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if that's safe for you there, sir. Got some pretty big mitts over here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that property we were talking about in the last segment, um, you know, I'm, yeah. I've, I've been talking to you about doing an Airbnb on yeah. that. I must, am I out of my mind? <laughs> no. Listen, I think I for just this, gotta know. Am I out of my mind? Tell yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> so for the for for what you have in place, the uh, the person that you have in By mind. By the way, I'm gonna stop for a second and just say, hey, you know, the the producers of the show here are looking at properties online while we're doing the show. <laughs> That's right. So I don't know what's going on over there. I think they're they're testing out our theory. I yeah. Think, <laughs> but uh, even with that, I mean, you, you've got you've got someone who was willing to manage it. Yeah. Right. Uh, she's kind of expensive, mm-hmm. right? But she does a good job. Right. And if she can do what she says she can do, it's really just a hands-off hands off thing right there. Now, if it's a little flaky. In my mind, it's a hands-off thing. But in, in reality, you know, I've talked to a few of these folks, and, and they say, yeah, so-and-so, that's my wife. She's doing the Airbnb. And I said, really? How's it going? He said, it's going great. And I said, so what does she do? She, he says, man, she's hopping busy. Like she's always running around doing stuff. Yeah. And that's not what I want. I don't want to do that. Yeah. But that's what she wants to do. Yeah. That's true. You know, and maybe she's not, maybe she's doing all the management too. Right. So, and eventually she'll burn out because it's a lot. Oh yeah. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. I don't want to run a hotel. No, no, Mm -mm. no. That's not my, that's not my personality. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a. Hunter gatherer, let's you know, let's go bag the thing. Yeah, you want to, you want to, you want the grill and yeah, but you don't want to do the cooking and cleaning either. No, you, you just want to, <laughs> you just want to hunt, capture the animal, and give it to the people that are going to clean it and cook it. That's right, and then get a plate of yeah, there you steaming go. hot meat. I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, I'm with you, man. And there's a lot of value. Speaking of that, there's a lot. There's a huge amount of value in that. 
Yeah. Because most people can't, you know, see the, the squirrel in the tree because it's camouflaged. Well, the best leaders actually in business are people that are able to understand that. Yeah. You know, they really are good at finding talent mm. and promoting talent. They're not good. I mean, Steve Jobs wasn't a finisher. He didn't, he didn't know make that know. stuff. He knew how to find the right people. He knew how to sell ideas, yeah. present them properly and go from there. And, and the list goes on and on. Russell Simmons was another one, mm. you know, in the entertainment business. Here's someone who, who has hired some of the most today. He hired them as interns and employees in the eighties and nineties. And today they're running an industry, tons of them. Point is they're good at finding talent and they're good at understanding where their talents lie. Right. Right. So if you understand where your talents lie, you're not going to waste a bunch of time trying to figure out how to do someone else's job. You're just going to be really great at yours. Yes. You know, let me mention our seminar this uh, December 7th, uh, Pearl Harbor Day. So come on out to our, like you said, it's really not a seminar. It's, no. it's really just a gathering. Let's just call it that, where we're going to talk real estate and we're going to do uh, basically wholesale recap. For the year, we basically do a year-end, how to do wholesale real estate. Because, hey, for us, that's where it begins. Yeah, it truly is. Because that was the, the catalyst for everything else. Mm. Had it not been for that, you know, we, we might still, we might be doing something else. This, the question for everyone is, how do I replace my current income while I'm trying to get wealthy in real estate? Mm -hmm. Now, that's not everyone. A lot of people have money coming in no matter what. Mm -hmm which is fine, then they can just focus on the last part of that, which is building, you know, your wealth in real estate. We can certainly help with that. Absolutely. That's easy. Uh, the hard part is, okay, let's replace the income and then build the wealth. Mm -hmm. You've got to cover those monthly expenses to keep the wife happy, right? Yeah, that you do. And, and I got to just throw this shameless plug out there. Uh, and this right here, Real Estate 360, is where you get to hear those things and implement these practices. You can listen to us on our on our new time, actually, on the radio on 920 on uh, Sundays at 3, right? That's a great time to hear us. Of course, you're going to always be able to hear us on uh, YouTube, yep. you know, the Real Estate 360 channel, iTunes, Real Estate 360, uh, uh, Spotify, Google Play, Real Estate 360. It's the Those are the podcasts. Check it out. You know, subscribe, tell us what you think, engage with us, but definitely make sure that you follow us and understand what it is we're doing. And you can go to our realestate360show.com site. Correct. Watch all the videos right there. Subscribe to us right there. Contact us through that site. It's all right there. It's very hard to miss us, you guys. So if you want to know more about how to invest in real estate or developing relationships so that you can do what you're already doing better. This is where you want to be. I mean, we give people unprecedented access to not just us and the things that we do, but our network and the things that they do. May, may I say, uh, may I give a quote of what one of our, a couple of our uh, people who came to our last event said? Sure. She said, he, they said, wow, Steve and Miles are the rock stars. Now I'm thinking of my, my, my get up from last week, but, <laughs> but that's what they said before they saw that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, they are the rock stars of real estate investing and in teaching people and, and explain to people what it is yeah. and how to do it. Yeah. Because it, it all boils down to just being straightforward and honest, 
with people. We're not going to sit here and tell you that we win, you know, every time we uh, we do do something. We're not batting a thousand. No. You know, the, the analogy that I always use is, you know, baseball players go to the Hall of Fame only being right 30% of the time or only being successful 30% of the time. And it's even less for entrepreneurs, okay? It is. So, it you know, it's just a matter of, being able to get out there and do it. And that's what we do. We're not going to sit and lie to you and tell you that we've never lost money on a deal, that we've never made a mistake. We're going to tell you what to look out for, how to protect yourself, you know, to minimize the possibility of you losing money. Yeah, there's a a little three-letter term, OPM. Normally people think about that as other people's money, Mm -hmm. right? And that's how you make your wealth. Mm -hmm. Uh, We use OPM as other people's mistakes. Mm. And that's way more valuable than the money because we know what's going to happen next. We definitely do. Yeah. But listen, you guys, make sure that you check us out on the podcast. Make sure that you get to 920 uh, um, uh, on Sundays at 3 o'clock. We want to hear from you. Engage with us. My name is Jason Miles. Steve Connolly. And we are out.